This is Afterbirth, the fourth and more postpartum support group brought to you by Preggers Can Be Choosers. In this podcast, we offer peer-to-peer support, not paid psychotherapy. We try to offer support and personal experiences over solutions. If you find yourself in need of more support, the Postpartum Support International, or PSI, warm line is 1-800-944-4773. You can also send a text message to 503-894-9453. English and Spanish options are available. If you'd like to join our conversation live, we meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? You can sign up for text alerts at www.preggers.rock. Lastly, if you find this podcast helpful, please consider sponsoring this group for 99 cents a month. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family who may find it helpful too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. See recording. Okay. We are now recording. Hey y'all, this is the Preggers Can Be Choosers weekly support group. Those of us who are attending in person right now are staring at our beautiful faces. And I just wanted to remind you that this is peer support. Even though I am a fancy doctor, I don't attend all the time and I'm just here to hold space with Rowan, who is our midwife and she is actually in clinic today for the birth center since the senior midwife is on vacation. Good for her. So some of our guidelines that we have in the group are to be kind, to be supportive, um, offering support over solutions and less solutions are solicited, be succinct, um, which is less of a problem now, but once we get really huge, we will want to be timely with our sharing. If a moderator interrupts you, it's not because we don't want to hear what you have to say, but sometimes we have to keep things moving or keep ourselves in the canoe, staying on topic. One person talks at a time, kind of like in groups where you pass the the talking stick. Um, So we want to make sure that everybody's voice is heard. Let's see. Um, We are not prescribing or diagnosing. We may say that we've heard this before or we've heard that or maybe, you know, um, direct you into places to get support that you need, but we are actually not a prescriber or provider for you in this group right now. Some of you might have us as providers on the side, but in this forum, we are just chatting. This is recorded. It is recorded in an auditory fashion and becomes a podcast up on our um, on our website. But when we are here together right now, when we're actually recording, um, be mindful of who is in the group as far as what you're sharing. Some people have needs where they don't want themselves to be seen, or if. Um, Like for myself, my license, I can't show tits or ass. So if I were breastfeeding, not that I have children, but if I did, I couldn't do that on this platform. So if there's something you need to be mindful of, please do so. Sometimes we share something and we're like, oh shit, can we get that removed? It is tricky, but we will do our best. So um, just 
be mindful if you need that to happen. You could clap really loudly afterwards and we will do our best to edit it out. Right now, Rowan does all the editing, but eventually we hope to have someone else do the editing because we get backlogged. Um, and then sometimes the podcasts don't actually make it up because we just get too busy. Do your best to stay on topic and tell a friend, um, tell someone that you might know that needs this help. Our group has been here for three years and we love each and every one of us who's attending um, and we're still small and sweet. So we can grow it bigger or we can keep it small. So like, you know, like how you tell your best friends about this cool club, uh, this is that. So share is care, so. And that I think is what I got to say about our little blurby blurb. Um, I'll go first. I'm Dr. Blythe, two sisters. I am the mental health director for Predators Can't Be Choosers. And when I attend the support group, I'm just here hanging out with y'all too. Um, and I think the topic we were gonna talk about was uh, like menstruation. Is that the proper term? I think so. Um, but Maggie's not here and I think she's in the process of moving again or something. So I'm not quite sure. I think we can just freestyle on that and talk about it. Or if we have something else that needs to be talked about, um, we can always table that and talk about whatever is important to you right now. Um, in my life, things are holding, I'm getting prepared to uh, have a second place to live. I rented an apartment in Marfa, which is the dream place that I wanna live someday. And now it's a place that I can kind of go and retreat and work and Rowan can go and work on not patient related stuff, but more like backlogs. And she's always creating fantastic ideas and treatment protocols. Like she's crazy busy and fun. So uh, we can use that as a retreat space. And I can still see people virtually since I'm 100% telehealth since COVID is terrible and has taken my office and just made it like a little like dormitory. No one goes in there except for us to eat tacos. So I've not seen a single patient there, which is a super drag, but at least I have an address. So, okay, I'm gonna pass it over to whoever wants to go next. Tell us who you are. And if you have kids, I don't. Um, it's okay if you don't, and if you have like a hundred kids, that's fine too. Tell me about you. I guess I can go. My name is Keisha. I have one child. Uh, he was born on the 4th of July. So I guess I'm like, what, like two weeks and some days postpartum, not really counting. Um, and I'm originally from Iowa, but I live in Texas. There's not that much. I'm just trying to do the mom thing now. I'm trying to do it. Doing it currently. Hey, I'm Bev. Um, I do have 100 kids, and we're barely surviving COVID. Um, I am doing a lot better than I was doing a couple weeks ago. Just want to put that out there to everyone because I was hiding in my closet, not hiding in my closet right now. Um, so life isn't wonderful and great, but it's, it's better than it was a couple weeks ago. Um, lots of, um, I guess looking forward to school starting, but also like the unknown of how all that is gonna go. Um, 
we're going to be doing online for a little while. The rest is like yet to be determined or whatever. So um, I kind of struggle with just not knowing what's going to happen next. Like that's a big thing for me. So I'm trying to just like go with the flow and not worry too much about it. Um, but it is, it's a really big deal. So um, yeah, that's all I got for now. Hey y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. Hey, I'm Caitlin. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old and I'm driving and I'm here for support today just to give support rather. Um, yeah, I'm driving so I probably won't talk too much. All right. Well, good intros, everybody. And I saw Mama D pop on for a microsecond, but she's gone again. So um, we'll see if she can join us back. Well, do you guys want to talk about menstruation or you guys want to talk about the impending doom of education coming at us during COVID? Um, as a full-time psychologist, that is the topic du jour is what's going to happen because I see teachers and people with kids or teachers with kids, which is a true joy to see people talking about how will they teach in a classroom and then also keep their kids safe when the daycare or the school is closed. We can, oh, Maggie's here. So we can also talk about menstruation. So, cause she was wanting to talk about that. So I say we do that since she's here. And then if we have extra time, we will touch on the probably never ending topic until actual school starts. Mags, introduce yourself. Maybe she's not ready yet. Maybe I put her on the spot. Maggie. <laughs> okay, well, I'll talk about menstruation from a, um, what do we call it? Menopausal perspective. So um, I'm 44 and I, um, my family, we pause early. So my mom paused in like her 50s and my grandma paused in her 50s or late 40s, I think. Let me her. Um, so we, and my grandmother could only have one kid. So she only had my grand, my dad, my grandfather, my dad. So like fertility is really interesting in our family. Um, and so we pause early. So for myself, when I get a period, because it's perimenopause, like it's brutal. Um, and it's not like riding a bike. I feel like I have to like take a week off of work and not do anything. So um, I don't know how I did that for so long. <laughs> and so I'm wondering if that's like similar to like postpartum periods. And, um, you know, a lot of my patients have periods at different times after they have their babies. Some people have a period within three months. And then some people are like, I think my period is coming back and it's been like two years. 
And so like, what is that like for you guys? What do you guys use for um, menstruation support? One of the people that um, we were kind of like in the support group, I could see there was a conversation going on like on Facebook, which hopefully we can get it off of Facebook at some point. Um, there was a conversation about free bleeding versus like cups and tampons and pads. And then those like little plasticky individual cuppy things versus like the diva cup. So like, you know, what y'all using? What do you guys think about all that? And um, any pro tips? So I'm one of the people that I get my period like right after I have a baby. Um, like the last time I had a baby, I actually had to text my midwife and be like, hey, I don't know if this is postpartum bleeding or if I started my period. And it ended up being my period. So yeah, it just happens so fast for me. And I feel like, Ooh. I always feel like, oh my God, this is so unfair. Like, <laughs> cause I know there's like so many people who they get their period, you know, like a year or two years after having a baby. Um, and I also, I don't, I feel like this all kind of like goes together, but I started my period really young. I had like just turned 11. Um, my periods have always been really heavy and I'm extremely fertile. And I don't know, I just feel like that all goes together, but um, yeah, usually I've always wanted to try a cup, but I also know that you know, everyone has a different fit and I've never spent the money on one because I was like, well, if I'm going to need to go through several of these to know what's going to fit me, I don't want to spend all that money. So I've never tried one just, just because of that. I resort to tampons and pads, which I know is terrible, but that's just what I've known, like my whole, my whole life since I was 11. Um, so... Yeah, and I do, like, my periods, my periods are really rough, like, sometimes they're just kind of bad, and then other times it's, like, de debilitating, like, I can't, I know, it's hard to, like, get off the couch, and I'm taking tramadol, and just, it's just horrible. Anyways, um, okay. That's all I can say for now. Hey, so um, I'm in my car, but I'm going to participate. Um, I never had horrible periods growing up or even into my adult years until I had a child. And I also have um, got my period very quickly after having my first son and it came back with like a vengeance like like it was an angry period um there was so much blood it was really like it was like a crime scene and um i've resorted to using a cup and the, how i ended up starting with the cup was i actually borrowed a friend to test it out and um i ended up going for like because there's two different sizes of diva cups so I ended up going for the smaller one, and then slowly, like, you know, two years after having my kid, going to the slightly larger one, um, and it's just, like, the amount that it holds, it's not, like, oh, it's wider, oh, it's, you know, 
more narrow. Oh, it's whatever. It's, it literally just holds more fluids. And now I'm um, now I'm pro free bleeding, and just wearing like thicker underwear because man, it, a it's kind of liberating, and secondly, it I feel like the the period stench again with me with the step the smells. I guess I'm just like really sensitive to smells. Um, it kind of just goes away faster, and my period is lasting for you know like it's heavy, but it's four days instead of seven or eight. And um, before I had my kid, I had my period for maybe three to four days, and it you know like super light tampons. Now it's like super super X-rated jumbotrons because it's so much blood. And so now, yeah, free bleeding. I'm pro free bleeding. It's a, it's a newer thing for me. I'm into it. It feels so much better than wearing a pad because pads feel like diapers. And I'm just like, I hate wearing underwear in general. So free bleed and just wear underwear when I get my period. And hopefully, knock on wood, I'm one month postpartum. They'll at least give me three more months of no period bleeding. Um, I, I've always had irregular periods, so, like, nothing was horrible, and then I just, like, for a long time thought I was, like, not gonna be able to have babies, because I just got my period, like, twice a year, so, like, I would get it once every six months, so, uh, or maybe every four months, but they weren't bad, like, I would get them once every four months, and they'd be, like, for, like, four days, no cramps, nothing, um, I don't know if it was because I did sports, but nothing was ever irregular with my pap smears. So it was just, I, I have no idea. But um, then I, my parents kind of made me get birth control my senior year of high school because I found out I had sex. And then I got the first birth control. I've never had any other birth control besides uh Nexplanon, which is like the implant in your arm, and uh, that Depico, I think, I, no, not, Depico is definitely a medication. Uh, is that what it's called? Like the thing that, okay, so the shot, and the only reason why I got the shot is because I don't have a period, and you had to be on your period to get the implant, and so they did that, and I had that all through college, and then, um, yeah, I got married, and you made me take it out, Depo-Ferry, that, yes. I definitely think Depico is a medication. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yes, a psychology medication. I was just reading a, um, my psychopharmacology book. But, um, and then I got pregnant right away. So I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, my body is maybe weird. Um, actually, the, at my six weeks, checkup I think um he wants to check it out he was like yeah that's not normal and I was like oh I don't know you got to talk to your fellow people in the field because I don't I don't know anything I'm not a doctor and I barely have an undergrad so hopefully I'm just normal and there's nothing really going on but uh I don't really know what to use like right now I guess I just free bleed because I mean I have 
I, I, I use like diapers because I was not prepared after pregnancy. Cause I'm like, you got to like change that thing. Like every couple hours or like every hour, like that's a lot of work. I barely even like, I don't even go out to get food. I Uber eats everything to my house. So like that was a lot. So I just wore a diaper and now there's just nothing. So, and I only wore a diaper for like three days. So I was like, oh, okay. It's normal. Like I normally used to. And now there's nothing. Like I had a whole entire thing like prepared. I was ready to try this period thing out and there's no, there's nothing. So who knows? And uh, Caitlin is driving on her way to a pediatric appointment, so she probably won't be sharing a gajillion amounts of information because she's just here to hang. Well, I think that that's... Go ahead, Mags. I'm also on my way to a pediatric appointment. It's um, going around. Yeah, well, Ty has a tongue and lip tie. And we were getting it fixed on the third, and they called yesterday and were like, Can you come in tomorrow? And I was like, You got it. Because that sounds awesome to have him, A, not be in pain, and also my nipples not be in pain. So you're heading, get that corrected. What did they one more thing about the, the, the bleeding? Um, when I got my period after my first time, it was so bad that I had to like, put my feet up so that I like I was like having full alivia like there was a whole hormonal body change and I think that I think that maybe my diet at the time played a huge role in that but your diet definitely plays into um how your period is affected I wish that Mary was in the group today so that I wanted to hear more about her her um you know yeah, maybe we can get her to do a, um, like Rowan likes to interview people for the elephant in the womb. So maybe we can get them to just like talk about Mary and her. She's so funny to listen to anyways. So like I would pay money to just sit there and listen to Mary. In fact, I do. We spend every Friday together. So it's great. Um, she's pretty funny. So maybe we can get her to talk about some of that. So I know that she's helping Rowan in clinic today because uh, it's a lot. So um, run in clinic. I think Rowan's doing a whole day. So she hasn't done a whole day in a hot minute. It's usually a half day. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, is anybody else allergic to tape? So I uh, don't do well with tampons. So I bag tampons and then I went to the cup and then it just, um, I don't know if it was the silicone or whatever. So then I went back to pads because I infrequently have a period. I'm usually running around going like, who's got what? Cause it just kind of happens semi-annually. Um, but the, the tape, I swear those stupid things get stuck to my butt and I don't know how that happens. Like it was stuck to my underwear when I was in the bathroom. And then like, you know, 30 minutes later, it's, I don't know, it's migrating. Um, so I could totally be down for, you know, free bleeding. And then those things, has anybody tried like the period panties? Um, I think that they're not cotton, right? Because 
well, I guess they'd be cotton plus something else. And I'm like, I'm just super sensitive with skin. So I have to have only natural fibers and only when the sun is high with a full moon, like my body is super fragile. So just curious if anybody else has some of those problems. Um, no allergies that I know of, but I, uh, I've never, I've always wanted to try those, the thinks or whatever. Um, but I always felt like my periods were probably way too heavy to do all that. And like, I would probably need like 80 pairs of the really expensive panties. So, um, I mean, if they, if they worked out for me, that would be awesome. And I would definitely use them, but I just don't see that like happening for me. So again, back to me borrowing things from my friends. Um, I had a friend who had the things, and I was like, hey, can I, can I borrow them? I want to try them out before I order myself a pair. And she was aware that I might, might destroy them, and she was totally fine with it. And um, I did. They, I, I wore, because they give you, like, you can order, they tell you to order, like, oh, for your light day, wear this one. For your heavy day, wear this one. I just straight up asked her to borrow her heavy ones, and um, I bled through it after like an hour and a half. Um, and also, they kind of feel like they're really snug, and I kind of like my underwear, and when I have to wear it, to be like, you know, not stuck to my butt like a bathing suit. Um, I like the cottony feel of like, oh, if I wiggle my butt, I'm my underwear is gonna wiggle also, you know what I mean? So that uh the things were not I was not a huge fan. I saw that they recently came out with like nighttime boxer types, which I would be more inclined to try. Um but I agree they're they're really expensive and it is it is an investment. I also don't understand why we have to pay for stuff when that's absolutely ridiculous. But um, I've never, uh, I, I guess like in college, I tried the Diva Cup one time. And my thing is like, I'm really lazy. And I'm so, I'm lazy and I'm really, really like anally clean at the same time. But I'm so lazily clean that I'm just not going to mess anything up. So like with the cup with me, I felt like one, I didn't want to use it again. And I don't know why, um, but in my head, I just couldn't, in my head, I thought it was like using a condom over and over. And it was weird to me. So that's why I just couldn't do it. But um, I, I pretty much like did the tampon thing because a tampon was the first thing that I even used. Like when I first got my period, uh, I was going like on a trip to Wisconsin Dells. And so I had to learn how to use the tampon because my grandma wasn't going to waste her money. So um, I try to use, I don't know what the brand is. Obviously I can't use tampons now, but uh, it was like, um, they weren't that expensive, but they were more organic. 
and they were sensitive, like, because my skin is sensitive as well. But um, I'm like a smelly person too, Maggie, because like, I'm like, dude, like I will come in my own house and just sniff the air. Like nobody else lives here. It's just me and the baby. And I'll be like, who, what does that smell? As if somebody made something. So I, I get so like self-conscious because I'm like, it smells like metal. Like it just smells like metal. Like that's not attractive might be because of the pheromones I don't know but I I literally have used nothing but a tampon and I would even like sleep in a tampon I'm not even kidding and I would just set an alarm to wake up and change it like that's it because I couldn't feel it it's not coming out I feel like if it's not coming out of my body I'm not gonna smell it so that's just how I am And did y'all know that you're not supposed to put tampons in the toilet? Like, I, I'm sure it probably says it on the box all big and loud, like your plumber does not want you to do that, but I had no idea, you know, like got my period when I was 13 in the, the eighties, you know, like it didn't say right on there or whatever. So yeah, figured that out when the plumber gave me like some super shade about it. He's just like, and the drain is full or the plumbing underneath the house. And I was like, it's plopped up because of a tree, not because of my, you know, 37 tampons, like get off my case. Had no idea. Oops. My bad. So my brother is a plumber and he always tells me, he's like, yeah, it'd be great if you don't put your tampons down, but it's not that big of a deal. The bigger deal is the flushable wipes. He's like, that's his worst nightmare. He he hates those. So don't use flushable wipes. <laughs> Save yourself some money. <laughs> also, I slept in camp or have slept in tampons all the time. I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. Or like, I don't know. I always just try and change my tampon like every when it gets uncomfortable or when I realize that I haven't changed it. But now that I use the cup, it's like every time I pee, I just empty it because, okay, this is going to sound gross, but this is a pro tip for using public bathrooms and having the cup. I will literally empty the cup and then pee in it to like clear it out and then shove it up back up my vagina because you're supposed to rinse it. So when you take it out, when you're in a public bathroom, what are you supposed to do? You're like pull everything back up and go rinse it in the sink? No, just pee on it because your pee is going to clean it just the same. So anybody who is out there and ready to use the cup, that's, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's what I did. I would take it out because I was in college. So I mean, I'm always on campus, so I have to use public restrooms and I'm just like, trying to hurry up and like clean it out in the sink before somebody comes in. And most of the time somebody comes in and I'm like, yeah, my blood's in the sink and you're going to wash your hands. It's like, you know, it's, it's absolutely, it was treacherous. It was traumatic having to explain why I'm washing my stuff in the sink, but who knows? Y'all are so smart. I always wondered, like, what do other people do? Because I would just dump it out and then just kind of like shake it, just shove it back up in there. Um, and it wasn't 
really efficient, but I wasn't going to go out there and touch a bunch of stuff, like touch the door handle and touch, you know, like it's, I'm not here to contaminate this whole bathroom with my bloody stuff. So I would have never thought to pee and stick it back up there. I wish Rowan were here being the midwife. She could be like, y'all, or like, oh, that's fine. You know, cause she's pretty uh, cavalier about stuff that doesn't matter. And then stuff that matters, she can be like, no. Um, so we need the midwife to sign off on our behavior here. Cause we're rowdy. Even to like this day, I get like anxiety going into the, I didn't care about public restrooms before because I'm like, Hey, my immune system's gotten me this far. Like, let's keep writing. But now like that I've witnessed myself, like how like tedious it was like taking out the diva cup, pouring it out, like trying to keep my hands on the outside, getting toilet paper to open up the door. I'm like, I know, no, I know that not everybody's doing this. And so like when I'm going to a public restroom, I'm like, there's blood on the door. That's it. There's just blood on the door. And, and you're going to touch somebody else's menstrual blood. And that's what goes through my head now. And poop. I would much rather touch someone's menstrual blood than their poop. Ew. Oh my God, y'all. Speaking of poop, my kid has been my baby, my new newest, my newest one. He has some um, really bad gas. So somebody recommended getting what are they called? Whooper, whoop, whoop, whoopy, whoop. Fuck, what's it called? Whistler. It's this Swedish thing, and it looks like a whistle, and you stick it in their butt, and it helps them relieve gas. And um, when you take it out, be careful because they can poop. And oh, girl, so much poop. It really helped him. He slept for six hours, six and a half hours last night, to the point where I pumped, went back to sleep, and then got up again because my boobs were still throbbing because, you know, pumping doesn't get all of your milk out. Um, so then I, would, I, like, actually just woke him up and was like, you're getting up and you're gonna eat and he like nursed for all of three minutes and stomped back out from all of the poop so that's my poop story for today was it like the frida like the frida one yes what's it called i don't know but uh i know it has a picture of the baby butt with the little line because I have it. I just haven't, I haven't used it. <laughs> I haven't used it. That is it. We used it for the first time yesterday. And it was kind of like, you know, they like tell you like, oh, put a little bit of lube. We recommend coconut oil. And I'm allergic to coconut. So we don't use that shit in my house. So I used actual lube and stuck it up his little butt. And he was just like, he like fussed for a second and I put it in his butt. And then he was just like, like, it was like his belly deflated. Like, just like all this gassy air came out, and then I took it out, and he took this magical poop. Yeah, there was a lot of poop. Thankfully, I paid attention to the instructions and kept the diaper under his butt. Because otherwise, it would have been everywhere. 
So you don't put it in there and leave it in there. You put it in there for like a treatment for a certain amount of time and then you take it back out. Like this is fascinating, you guys. I have never heard of such of a thing ever, ever. Yeah, it, you, it says it should take seconds. So like I sat there and I counted to four and then it was, you know, like it says like, it says listen for a whistle, but really it's not like a, it's like a, like a, like a blowing of air. And so I listened to that and I took it out and then, um, and then he pooped and that was, that was it. I got, it's going to drive me crazy of what the hell that that thing is called. It is called a, a windy. It's called a windy. Frida baby windy. And it's a, it's made by a doctor in Sweden. And, um, it helps with colic and gas. And, uh, I felt really bad about sticking something up my kid's butt, but I also was explained like, Hey, that's how they check babies thermometer with thermometers. And I was like, do they still do that though? Like pretty sure they just shove it under their armpits, but it's not, um, it's not horrible for them, so it was all poop. The whole entire Frida brand, like I got the, it's like a baby starter pack or something. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, where is it at? I have no idea where I put it. But uh, like they have like the nose one too, because they say like that ball thing isn't good anymore. Um, I mean, obviously it's still usable, but they have like a whole entire thing. Even for like moms, they have Frida mom, like a postpartum pregnancy kit they have everything I think I have like the Frida cooling pads like it's they I don't know what Switzerland did I don't know if they talked to Ikea and like try to take over America but like that it's super good and it's really not that expensive it's pretty much like Ikea for babies but it's it's pretty good I haven't had to use like the what's it called I haven't had to use it yet but um what the crap? Now I want to like show you guys like the packaging so you guys can see it. Yeah, I had the Frida show and tell. I had the Frida mom kit. The thing's awesome. It it does. Um, and there he is. Um, the thing was the, the Frida mom kit was great. It had like here is your cherry bottle that is angled up towards your vagina and. love you too good luck oh she's gone well we love you she's definitely gone okay i can't find the box but um this is the this is the nose frida it's called the snot sucker snot sucker and it looks like this and it's just like it's it's the simplest thing ever and don't i it just looks like this and there's like a, and you just stick it in his nose and you, you suck out, you just suck it out. And that's just the stopper. So you don't get like babas in your mouth. Um, 
when I was little, I don't know, this was, I don't know if this is normal. I'm just going to go ahead and show it. My grandma would suck our babas with her mouth and just spit it out. I'm not that kind of a mom and I never will be like that. Like, oh yeah, it's my kid. No, I'm not doing it. This is the, what's it called? I think she was talking about. Everything is just thrown everywhere. These are just the two things that I knew where they were. The cooling pad liners. Badge pads. That's what it says. So, like, they're super cool. And it gets cold by itself. So, like, I don't know, if like, the air. But they're basically witch hazel pads. But they get cold. So, it's not. But they're not, like, too cold. Um to where it like feels like an icicle like you're walking with like an icicle it's like just it's it's pretty chill i wish i could find i wish wow i don't know where the other things are but those are the two things and they're pretty cool i haven't used them but they're pretty cool on youtube they're cool where do you guys order that from like youtube or not youtube like frida.com or something or Target? No, you can buy it at Target or Walmart. Like they're in the store. Super cheap. I think like this one I bought separately from like the pack, but I think I paid like uh eight dollars. It's it was like eight bucks. So Great. it's and like they're reusable. Like all you do is clean it. Awesome. Sweet. Hot tips. Look at that sweet baby girl. Oh. She's talking a lot lately. Well, not talking, but, you know, just, like, trying to talk. And she's teething. She has her bottom two teeth and her top two teeth. And now her, one of her side teeth is coming out. And so she's kind of struggling with that. And I think when, she, when it starts hurting, um, she starts just like, ah! And she's like grabbing her mouth and yelling at everyone and it's been fun <laughs> but uh I will say I've never used the I've used the nose Frida and it's awesome it's so much better than using the bulb things never used the butt whistle whatever that is um it sounds awesome but I I would also feel weird about sticking something in my baby's butt but apparently it works but I was gonna tell Maggie before she left that the tongue and lip tie revision might uh, help the gas a lot. So, because she had to get, she had to get a tongue tie or a tongue tie revision, lip tie, and then she had the buckles in the side of her face were really tight, and she had to get those cut too. So she had a lot going on, and. Um, she had very like really bad colic and gas and just all of that and i saw a huge improvement after her revisions so anyone else out there struggling with that like get the revisions done it's totally um life-changing i know i'm so sorry And that's like really good feedback because I have some parents that are worried about having their kids have that revision because it's a surgery and they're like minutes old. 
Um, but I know people who don't, or like their kids still have colic or lots of gas and, you know, those kids are in agony for so long and kind of like a, a vaccine, you know, like, I'm not saying to vax or not vax, like, no, I'm not going there. But like when you get a shot, you know, like it, it hurts for a little bit, but then it kind of goes away or it's over. Um, so it sounds like, you know, it's a lot to watch your kid to have that procedure, but then the benefits if you are trying to breastfeed, it's more successful. It sounds like it's better for gas and colic. I've had a couple of patients who've had colicky babies and like their sub sub subsequent baby, like they're on edge the whole time thinking this baby is going to like lose their mind and have colic. And, you know, it's really traumatic for everybody. So damn, I didn't realize it helped with that too. Yes. So there's actually a lot of issues that, you know, can happen later on from not getting that revised. So, um, and Gemma ended up, I ended up bottle feeding her. So even after the revision, like it, it's, it wasn't just about breastfeeding. Like we did breastfeed for a little while longer. And then I just was already at the point where I was like, I'm just going to bottle feed. Um, but I think even that would have been hard for her without the revision because everything was just really tight and it also can affect, um, having gaps in your teeth. And I mean, there's just like a lot more than just, uh, breastfeeding and breastfeeding is a really big deal. And just feeding in general, obviously really big deal. Like just get it revised. It is really hard to watch, you know, your baby bleed from their mouth and but it lasts a few minutes and then you have to do some stretches mouth stretches like a few times a day for I don't remember six weeks or something like that um and then it's like it's just over so it's just totally worth it to get it done Yeah, those exercises, having to do those like in the middle of the night and stuff seems kind of brutal, but definitely a, a strong commitment. And Rowan and I will look at people because uh, you know, our downtime is Netflix, right? And so we'll see people because we watch a lot of those house shows. So they're like faux reality shows, really just actors. Um, and we'll like, oh, look, you know, and they smile like this. We're like, oh, I wonder if they have a lip tie, you know, and they're like, and they're all just top grill hi, what's up? I'm like, oh, interesting. And, you know, we just, you know, my mom is a speech pathologist. So like, if she were here, I'd ask her like, hey, mom, because we used to watch that shit together. Does that person have a lip tie? And, you know, she would have really been, um, you know, curious about that. And um, I guess we could have had different conversations, whereas Rowan and I are like, you know, trying to talk and we like faux do it. We look like, you know, horse cow lips, you know, we're just like, what's going on there? Oh, that's a lip tie. Oh, okay. I get that. So now when I see people and they're just all top grill, I'm like, oh, okay. So even thinking about how much air you get on your teeth, I am no dentist. I'm a psychologist, please. Um, but that's a lot of air on your teeth, right? Too. So that might change the quality of your mouth and, you know, we have heart connections to our mouth, our gums. That's why people with like really bad gum disease can have heart disease and stuff like that. So it was like, whoa. So this pain and suffering that you guys do for that six, eight weeks, you know, when they're little is a good, strong commitment. Um, it's amazing how much those little micro decisions that you make, like 
positively, look, not shopping out of the basket of anxiety, but just like positively impact your kids. So it's pretty rad. Well, all right, it's just two of us left or three, three tall, I forget, I count, I'm a person too. Um, you guys have anything else you guys wanna talk about today or um, any burning desires since it's just the three amigas, amigas, I don't know your gender identity, sorry about that. I guess like really quick, I, um, I guess like how, Bev, you're the only one here with baby, but, um, like accepting your new body, like, and what that means. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess like beforehand, I was really like about my body and um, yeah, I was, okay. I don't really care. I was definitely a dancer. So, um, and I was like a really um, specific kind of dancer. And now, not that I want to go back and be a dancer, but it's that um, I was used to having a, nice body you know like it didn't really matter like I could wear literally whatever I wanted um and I just not that I can't now but in my head because it shouldn't matter like it shouldn't matter if I want to wear you know a swimming suit or something like that it shouldn't matter I, but I there's so much like it's so dark because like there's so much skin and it's it doesn't look like myself it doesn't look normal but that's it is normal but it doesn't look normal for me um yeah this is something i've really struggled with uh i don't I'm just gonna say it is really hard. Like there's no way around it. It's just like you're you were used to this body for so long and then um something happened and you don't have the same body as as you did. And it's really um it's hard because be before I had kids, I definitely had like a certain kind of body. I was very I wasn't someone who ever like had to work out or eat right to have quote unquote a nice body like what society you know deems as a nice body um and so it was a big change for me to like through pregnancy but then especially after you know after having the baby and then another baby, and then another baby, and then another baby. And with each baby, it changes every time. It changes to something new. Um, so it's just like 
as soon as I start being at that point where I'm like, okay, I think I can accept my body, then I get pregnant again. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's definitely been a journey and I've had a lot of ups and downs, but um, I don't have any solutions. I'm just, I'm just talking and just saying, I feel you. I know where you're at. And um, for me, it took a while and I'm still, I'm still not there. I'm not there. But I, um, I'm on a journey to like love myself again. So it's a journey. It's not anything that's going to happen overnight. And as a fancy psychologist, like I think about how we perceive bodies and body images. And I remember a friend of mine, um, their husband uh, was participating in, uh, I don't know what it's like when Arnold Schwarzenegger used to get up on the stage and do that business. Like, um, it wasn't like weightlifting. It was really like changing your body to be really fit and look, you know, where you could just see all the muscles. And he would do this like a couple of times a decade, you know, like he would do it and then he would nod and then he would focus on something else and then he'd go back. And I remember the last time I remember him doing that, I was like, I saw him later and I was like, oh, his body went back to the way it was before. Not really, but like not all like Arnold, like, you know, and I was like, oh, huh, you know, but our body isn't designed to be this one thing all the time. So why couldn't you train and do the Arnold thing for a while and then go and do something else and then go and do something else and have the dad bod and, you know, the, the Arnold bod and then the runner bod, like the body isn't designed to just be this one thing, but we're taught that it should be right. And so if we take like that, mentality and put it on a, a body that reproduces like of course it's going to change and it's going to change and as we age like hello saggy skin wrinkles stuff like that like our body is designed to to mutate and degrade over time like it's not going to be what it always was but we're expected to do what we need to do to maintain something that's not maintainable and so it's like really just kind of like looking at our body through precious eyes of adoration for what it does and how it has mutated to accommodate what we're doing right now. Like my body has a bigger butt right now because I sit all the time because I'm a therapist, you know, but when I was surfing, my weight was different. Like my feet seemed to be bigger because they needed to be bigger to be on a surfboard, you know, like it's just our body adjusts for what we're asking it to do. And instead of being mad about it, like we can appreciate our body kind of answering the call. Um, and then my work that I've done with birthing from within, I know that the postpartum period is really like a year or two. And so the body that you have today, it's continuing to like mutates kind of an odd word. I think like the X-Men, you know, like it's mutating itself to become like a mother body, which is a body that can carry kids and, you know, do 18 things at the same time. 
um, and it will look differently. And also as you guys do things that you want to do, like no one's going to go back and be the dancer they were when they were 18. Um, but like, maybe you pick up dancing or maybe you're like, you know what? I don't want even want to do that kind of dancing. I'm going to go do this kind of dancing, or I'm just going to start skydiving. And so what does your body need to do to skydive? Like it's going to accommodate different things that we do. And so it's really our mind that needs to adapt, not our body and just appreciate how our body is adapting to these things that we're doing and then researching like, oh, I want to skydive. What do I need to do? Oh, I probably need to weigh a little less. Or if like I'm scuba diving, yeah, weighing a little bit more is good, right? Because it makes us more like buoyant or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm not a scuba diver. But case in point, like just having gratitude for how our body is changing to accommodate what we need in that moment. And it is fluid and to, to just keep moving in a direction that we want of functionality. Um, as a psychologist, that's how I get out of my brain and more into my body and just like, oh, girl, look, you did all this stuff today. Can't believe it. So, well, that sounds like a really good topic for more than just Bev and I. Um, so maybe we'll put that topic. I think next week we should talk about um, like returning to school and what people are doing and thinking. I know a lot of y'all have like little kids. Um, Keisha, you might actually be in school. So how are you going to like navigate that? My husband's thinking about going back to school and he was just like, well, if we meet in person, I don't know what that's going to be like at the college. And, you know, it's another exposure for our household. And so just kind of like managing all that. Um, and then with kids who might do online, like how do you manage having enough computers and workspaces? And like, I mean, are you going to pump in meditation music? Like what's the plan here? Um, and so how can we just stay psychologically flexible for that? So I think I'll propose that for next time. And then after that, let's do like the mom bod um, or the reproducing bod. I like to take gender out of it, but you know, like, what does that look like? What do we want it to look like? What have you done? So, all right. Well, I enjoyed seeing you guys today. I'm glad you guys are here. Let's unmute ourselves and tell each other how much we love each other. And we'll see each other next week. Love you guys. See you later. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Are you wanting to join in the conversation but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. And we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time.